0: Le'olam va'ed. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, May 25th. Today is Day 47 of the Omer Count. We are quickly counting down to the Feast of Weeks or Shavuot. This week Shavuot, also known as Pentecost, falls on Sunday, May 28th. What is the meaning and significance of Shavuot or Pentecost? Shavuot is considered the conclusion of the celebration of Passover, especially since the two festivals are connected by the counting of the Omer like a chain connecting them together. Passover isn't really over until we get to Shavuot. Shavuot is a 50-day count, as it is written in Deuteronomy 23, 15-16. And you shall count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf for the wave offering. It shall be seven full weeks, until the other day after the seventh Sabbath, you shall count 50 days. The Israelites traveled forty-six days from their Egyptian Passover exodus to the desert of Sinai. Then they were instructed in Exodus 19 verses 10 and 11, And Yahweh said to Moses, Go to the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, that they may wash their robes and be ready for the third day. For on the third day Yahweh will come down before all the people to Mount Sinai we include these three days together with the 46 days coming to 49 days on the 50th day this was the first shavuot feast also called matan torah the giving of the torah which is the covenant agreement yahweh handed over the covenant conditions or also the constitution of his kingdom to his people on shavuot but he also established his kingdom with them as it is written in first peter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for a possession, that you should proclaim the benefits of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Shavuot means not only that Yahweh wanted to dwell with his people, but even in them, as it is written in Exodus 25, 8 and they shall make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst. Think about it. It was on Shavuot that God gave the Ten Commandments on two stone tablets to the children of Israel. Sadly, they could not receive them or keep them because their hearts were made of stone. They broke their marriage covenant with God through the golden calf incident and broke God's heart. But then, God made a new covenant with the children of Israel, as it is written in Jeremiah 3131 33 Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they broke, Although I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law, my Torah, in their inward parts and write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. How did the Lord fulfill this prophecy and promise? After Yeshua resurrected, He poured out His Holy Spirit to the early believers as they waited upon Him in the upper room. When did the promised outpouring of the Holy Spirit come? Not just on any random day, but on Shavuot or Pentecost, 50 days after Yeshua kept His last Passover with His disciples. As we get ready for Shavuot, Let's ask the Holy Spirit to move the Scriptures from the pages of our Bibles and put them inside of us, writing His words upon our hearts. And let's ask Him for a fresh new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today, we continue the Torah portion, Shavuot, and it means Feast of Weeks. Deuteronomy 15, 19-23 You shall consecrate to Hashem your God all male firstlings that are born in your herd and in your flock. You must not work your firstling ox or shear your firstling sheep. You and your household shall eat it annually before HaShem your God in the place that HaShem will choose. But if it has a defect, lameness or blindness, any serious defect, you shall not sacrifice it to HaShem your God. Eat it in your settlements, the unclean among you no less than the clean, just like the gazelle and the deer. Only you must not partake of its blood. You shall pour it out on the ground like water. 2 Samuel 7 1-8 18 When the king was settled in his palace and Hashem had granted him safety from all the enemies around him, the king said to the Navi Nathan, Here I am dwelling in the house of Cedar, while the ark of Hashem abides in a tent. Natan, or Nathan, said to the king, Go and do whatever you have in mind, for Hashem is with you. But that night the word of Hashem came to Nathan, Go and say to my servant David, Thus says Hashem, Are you the one to build a house for me to dwell in? From the day that I brought the people of Israel out of Egypt to this day, I have not dwelt in a house, but have moved about in tent and mishkan. As I moved about wherever the Israelites went, did I ever reproach any of the tribal leaders whom I have appointed to care for my people Israel? Why have you not built me a house of cedar? further thus say to my servant david thus says the lord of hosts yahweh saviot i took you from the pasture from following the flock to be the ruler of my people israel and i have been with you wherever you went and have cut down all your enemies before you moreover I will give you great renown like that of the greatest men on earth. I will establish a home for my people Israel, and I will plant them firm so that they shall dwell secure and shall tremble no more. Evil men shall not oppress them any more as in the past, ever since I appointed chieftains over my people Israel. I will give you safety from all your enemies. Hashem declares to you that He, Hashem, will establish a house for you. When your days are done and you lie with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, one of your own issue, and I will establish his kingship. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish his royal throne forever. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. When he does wrong, I will chastise him with the rod of men and the affliction of mortals. But I will never withdraw my favor from him, as I withdrew it from Saul, whom I removed to make room for you. Your house and your kingship shall ever be secure before you. Your throne shall be established forever. Nathan spoke to David in accordance with all these words and all this prophecy. Then King David came and sat before Hashem, and he said, What am I, O Hashem, and what is my family, that you have brought me thus far? Yet even this, O Hashem, has seemed too little to you, for you have spoken of your servant's house also for the future. May that be the law for the people, O Hashem. What more can David say to you? You know your servant, O Hashem. For your word's sake and of your own accord, you have wrought this great thing and made it known to your servant. You are great indeed, O Hashem. There is none like you, and there is no other God but you as we have always heard and who is like your people israel a unique nation on earth whom hashem went and redeemed as his people winning renown for himself and doing great and marvelous deeds for them and for your land driving out nations and their gods before your people whom you redeemed for yourself from egypt you have established your people israel as your very own people forever and you hashem have become their God. And now, O Hashem, fulfill your promise to your servant and his house forever, and do as you have promised. And may your name be glorified forever, in that men will say, The Lord of hosts, Yahweh Savayot, is God over Israel. And may the house of your servant David be established before you. Because you, Lord of hosts, Yahweh Savayot, the God of Israel, have revealed to your servant that you will build a house for him. Your servant has ventured to offer this prayer to you. And now, O Hashem, you are Hashem, and your words will surely come true, and you have made this gracious promise to your servant. Be pleased, therefore, to bless your servant's house, that it abide before you forever. For you, O Hashem, have spoken. May your servant's house be blessed forever forever. By your blessing. Sometime afterward, David attacked the Philistines and subdued them. And David took Methag Ammah from the Philistines. He also defeated the Moabites. He made them lie down on the ground and he measured them off with a cord. He measured out two lengths of cord for those who were to be put to death and one length for those to be spared. And the Moabites became tributary vassals of David. David defeated Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah, who was then on his way to restore his monument at the Euphrates River. David captured 1,700 horsemen and 20,000 foot soldiers of his force, and David hamstrung all the chariot horses, except for 100 which he retained. And when the Arameans of Damascus came to the aid of King Hadadezer of Zoba, David struck down twenty two thousand of the Arameans. David stationed garrisons in Aram of Damascus, and the Arameans became tributary vassals of David. Hashem gave David victory wherever he went. David took the gold shields carried by Hadadezer's retinue and brought them to Jerusalem, and from Betah and Berethi, towns of Hadadezer, King David took a vast amount of copper. When King Toy of Hamath heard that David had defeated the entire army of Hadadezer, Toy sent his son Joram to King David to greet him and to congratulate him on his military victory over Hadadezer. For Hadadezer had been at war with Toy. Joram brought with him objects of silver, gold, and copper. King David dedicated these to Hashem, along with the other silver and gold that he dedicated, taken from all the nations he had conquered, from Edom, Moab, and Ammon, from the Philistines and the Amalekites, and from the plunder of Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. David gained fame when he returned from defeating Edom in the Valley of Salt, 18,000 in all. He stationed garrisons in Edom. He stationed garrisons in all of Edom, and all the Edomites became vassals of David. Hashem gave David victory wherever he went. David reigned over all Israel, and David executed true justice among all his people. Joab, son of Zeruiah, was commander of the army. Jehoshaphat, son of Achilud, was recorder. Zadok, son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech, son of Avyartar, were Kohanim. Saraiah was scribe. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was commander of the Cherethites and the Pelethites. And David's sons were Kohanim. John fourteen, fifteen to 31 If you love me, Yeshua, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another Comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more. But you see me, because I live, you shall also live. At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas said to him, Not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not unto the world? Yeshua answered and said to him, If a man loves me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. He that loves me not keeps not my sayings. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken to you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said to you, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said to you, I go away and come again to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice, because I said, I go to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you, before it comes to pass, that, when it is come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the Prince of this world comes and has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Psalm 119, 33-48 Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your Torah. Yes, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of your commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline my heart unto your testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken me in your way. Establish your word to your servant, who is devoted to your fear. Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for your judgments are good behold i have longed after your precepts quicken me in your righteousness let your mercies come also to me o lord even your salvation according to your word so shall i have wherewith to answer him that reproaches me for i trust in your word and take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth for i have hoped in your judgments So shall I keep your law, your Torah, continually, for ever and ever. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. I will speak of your testimonies also before kings, and will not be ashamed. And I will delight myself in your commandments, which I have loved. My hands also will I lift up unto your commandments, which I have loved. And I will meditate in your statutes. Proverbs 15.33 The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. I'd like to speak to you from our reading from 2 Samuel 7 and 8, and then we'll jump into John chapter 14. And in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 13, I want to read that verse again and then do a deep dive on it. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish his royal throne forever. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. King David wants to build the Beit HaMikdash, the temple for Hashem. However, Hashem tells him that it is his son and not he who will build it. As the king who helps conquer the land of Israel and fights Amalek and solidifies the monarchy, King David plays an important role in the process of establishing the Israelites in their land. He is even able to make preparations for the building of the Beit HaMikdash, the temple. However, as a warrior, he cannot be the one to build the holy temple, which is intended to promote peace and harmony among Israel and all the nations of the world. Additionally, as the service in the Beit HaMikdash brings people closer to God and helps atone for their sins and prolongs life, it cannot be built by a warrior who shortens the lives of others. Therefore, David's role ends after defeating Amalek and his son Solomon, a man of peace, becomes God's choice to build of the world's holiest site, the Beit HaMikdash, the temple in Jerusalem. And I want to add to that that this verse is also a Ramez hint pointing us to Yeshua, because it's prophesied that Yeshua is of the lineage of David. And it is in the scriptures in Matthew chapter 1 that he's of the lineage of David. And the kingship that David established and the promise that God has given that his descendants will rule and reign in the kingship role forever and ever from Jerusalem, that points us directly to Yeshua. Because when Yeshua returns, he's going to come back not only as a conquering warrior, but also as the king of the Jews, as the king of Israel, as the king of the nations. And he will rule and reign from Jerusalem. So that is a messianic prophecy in that verse. Continuing on in chapter 8, verse 15, It is written, David reigned over all Israel, and David executed true justice among all his people. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows, King David was an ideal king, not only because of his military prowess, and not even because of the beautiful psalms he wrote, but because he ruled the nation with true justice among all his people. The medieval commentator Ralbag, also known as Gersonides, notes that the emphasis on true justice indicates that King David does not rule only with pure justice, which always follows the letter of the law. He goes beyond that, practicing righteousness to make sure that everyone gets not only that to which they are legally entitled, but whatever they need. This commitment to the highest level of ethics epitomizes the righteous reign of King David in the eyes of God. So my other commentary to that verse is, right now we are living in a world where there's just incredible corruption. As I record this, the Durham report has just come out. And many commentators are saying the whole FBI is way beyond being reformed. The FBI means to be completely defunded and dismantled. That they actively operated to initiate a coup and to dethrone Trump, to to get him removed from office. And it's such a den of thieves and such a snake pit that really the whole FBI apparatus needs to be completely dismantled and defunded. So we have a Department of Justice that's also a den of thieves and full of snakes in that, in this Durham report, we see more than 100 people who have been jailed from the January 6th incident Uh, the rightful uh, people who gathered peacefully to protest, that they knew and understood that the election had been stolen. A hundred people are in jail who didn't ever enter the Capitol building. And they haven't had due process. They haven't had a trial. They have no access to an attorney. They've not been able to see spouses or children. And that's what almost two years ago. And the Department of Justice is now intending to arrest and charge a thousand more people who were part of the January 6th gathering, peaceful gathering. The whole narrative that the Democrats, or shall I call them the communists, have painted is that it was a uh, an insurrection, which is absolutely a false narrative and an out-and-out out out lie and so we have so much corruption going on in the us government right now that people have completely lost all faith and all trust in the government that big government and big tech has colluded and conspired against the american people to promote their own personal agenda and to promote communism in the united states of america and so it will be so refreshing To have a true king, King Yeshua, who will return and who will execute true justice among all his people. People who've been deprived of rights, who've been deprived of livelihoods and jobs and careers because they refused to take the mandated jab-kill shot, which was a bioweapon. People who are struggling right now to make ends meet with the high cost of gas and food and the high cost of shelter, of rent or mortgage. And people who are being oppressed, who are struggling under this oppressive, beastly government. Yeshua, when he returns, he's going to set things right and he will execute true justice. And now I want to turn to John chapter 14. And Yeshua says in his own words in verse 15, If you love me, Yeshua, keep my commandments. And so this is a big clue as to how and why we are to keep his commandments. We don't do it out of duty or obligation or out of coercion. We do it out of love. Because we love him, we will obey him. And in verse 21, it's that same theme. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. And he goes on to say in verse 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send to my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He is our remembrancer. He reminds us of things. The word of God is being written upon our heart. And so when we need wisdom in a certain situation, a certain scripture will pop up. And that's the Holy Spirit bringing to our remembrance a scripture that will guide us in making that decision. And Verse 23, Yeshua answered and said to him, If a man loves me, he will keep my words. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. That's a beautiful picture. Basically, what he's saying is, if you have a heart to follow after Yeshua and to keep his commands, and you open your heart to him, he's promising that he will come and dwell inside of you. The person of Jesus Christ. Yeshua HaMashiach, our Messiah, that he dwells inside of you and me, that his spirit is there within us. What a precious, precious promise. I encourage you, if you've never asked him to come inside of you, if you don't have that personal relationship with him, if you've simply been a religious person, but you've never had a heartfelt, spirit-filled relationship, you can invite him into your heart today. Ask him to come in and abide within you. And I promise you, your life will never be the same. Your life will become an incredible adventure. It is awesome to follow Yeshua, to let him live his life in you and through you. Have a blessed day, and we will see you tomorrow. Shalom. I love the Lord, I love Blessing from Numbers chapter six, twenty four to twenty six. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.